2: movie talk. Today, we'll be looking at a very odd fantasy thriller entitled Old, The Dark Brutalities of World War II in Waiting for Anya, and a French feel-good movie, Antoinette in the Savant.
1: What happened to her mom? I don't know. What happened to her? body has decomposed.
0: How quickly can
2: that happen? Seven years. But she just died. Old is another very unusual movie with madness, murder and mayhem from M. Night Shyamalan. This time, it's about a group of people who somehow get 50 years older in one day. Carolyn Brown's been off to the Lumiere cinemas to see this offbeat fantasy. Uh, Carolyn, we've already reviewed other films by Shyamalan, so what do you think of this totally unbelievable Old.
1: Well, I was hoping he was going to pull one out of the bag, like the six cents or split, but no, this is very much like glass or <laughs> unbreakable. Well, I mean,
2: but you, you, you know what to more or less expect from Shyamalan now, but, Yeah totally weird, unbelievable yeah,
1: plots. plot holes, <laughs> terrible scripts. No, um... Yeah, yeah. that's one thing. You do know what you are going into the movie for. Yeah, and you it certainly is...
2: would. You've seen a few, quite a few of them. I well, you to... keep on going back anyway. I have,
1: because you keep making me review them. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so what's good about this film? Um, Thomas and Mackenzie's in it. She's a Kiwi actress. Oh, and who does she play? Um, she plays one of the children.
2: Oh, I see. Yeah,
1: so mm-hmm. she does very well in that. And it does have some very big names in it. It's got Rufus Seal in it and um, Vicky Creaves and mm. uh, Nikki America-Bird and Gail garcia now all very well-seasoned actors. There's even a theatre actress in there as well who's been on the West End and everything. But... I don't know.
2: I don't think you're supposed to laugh all the way through horror well, film, a horror film, are you? No, no I, I, I cannot can call it a okay. There's quite a there's some murders in there. There's all sorts of weird deaths. It's a thriller. Well, it's been billed as a thriller. Uh, yeah, it's, but I, I don't take. I just take it as a as an extremely offbeat fantasy, <laughs> and as such, it certainly is. I mean, the our, our point about this one is that um and him uh, himself said that he wants the audience to love. Of the weirdness that trying to understand what's happening, and that is actually the problem in the film. You, you are, <laughs> this is impossible. You know? no, no. what the hell's <laughs> happening now? That can't happen. You
1: know, oh, you know it can't <laughs> happen. No, yeah. not even a yeah, yeah, and Shyamalan
2: himself then said, "I never want the audience to feel safe. Does it? <laughs> I want the audience to be figuring out one thing, and now another, and another." And another.
1: And he definitely does that. <laughs> yeah, but. yeah,
2: just like the characters in the movie. <laughs>
1: hmm.
2: And it does that.
1: It does. And the beach is beautiful. <laughs> 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 you know, they actually Chate went scenery. down to
2: the Dominican Republic and um, filmed it on oh, the
1: beach. Oh, did they? No, it's a very beautiful beach there. and everything. But mm. there are significant plot issues. So what is the plot script. actually?
2: What
1: happens in this uh, it's just a, a couple of families and a, and a stranger who who go to this beautiful fantasy island, I guess, a, a we and end up on this beach in which they can't get off, and then they all age. Um, they so much what?
2: Yeah, and and to. Uh, two years in every... Um,
1: half hour, I think. Yeah, I felt half, like I aged yeah, one, as well yeah. at, some point, at one point.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah one, yeah, one year every half hour. One so that's 48 hour, so. Uh, years in, a, in a 24 yeah. hours. and the yeah. film's
1: just over two hours, isn't it? So we used <laughs> <laughs> to watch them age very <laughs> <laughs> quickly. I mean, yeah, yeah. And, and, then, I mean, and then
2: you notice that all of them were sort of, there's a one doctor with them. You think, oh, that's going to help at least. There's one <laughs> fellow who yeah. He looks a sensible sort of a guy, but he's about the crazy mentally the craziest of them all he starts killing off the other people. Can,
1: yeah you don't and want to get too you much can't into understand.
2: It. what is he doing then you've got um all the other virtually everybody has got some other uh, some other problem there's this one woman with um She's got a tumour in her stomach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that,
1: that's quite an unbelievable scene as well. this well. is it.
2: I mean, and I've got to say this. Uh, as we came out of the cinema afterwards, there was this group of um, uh, young women who had seen it together, <laughs> and, uh, and they were laughing their heads. And I was talking to them a little while, and they loved that scene best where, where they had, they operated <laughs> on her to take the tumour out of their stomach. You see, the whole point here being that if the body is aging so quickly, then the whole um, system within the body is moving so fast that it heals up you know, yeah. 50 times faster or Yeah, no, don't, don't than, than make than me normal. go into
1: what was wrong with that particular uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. scene. And, and, and so they, they, they cut
2: her open and it heals up again in two or three seconds and they've got to cut her open again and heals, so they, yeah. they've got to get that humour out of there very quickly. <laughs> yeah. <and laughs> I mean, what kind of a scene is that to put into a movie? It's
1: quite a fantastical scene because it doesn't actually uh, even happen in real life over a long time. A body doesn't... Yeah, um, not without some help of sutures or <laughs> anything <laughs> like that. It would be just a massive open wound in which she would bleed to death. But anyway, <laughs> who would like this film? Anyone who is a fan of quirky, really Roofies. quirky, yeah. and likes long discussions afterwards about everything that they would have done differently. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking back, to the last
2: couple, 2016, we had the split. And this this involved one guy there who kidnapped was very these good. girls. Yes, and, and this fellow had the problem of himself having twenty three different yeah. personalities in one body, his own body. Yeah, now, yeah. How, you can't get any crazier than much crazier. But you couldn't. His next film, in Glass, they investigate this disturbed bloke who had twenty four personalities. It was in the his same body. guy. That yeah, was same in... oh yeah yeah the same yeah, guy. It's, yeah. yeah. James uh, McAvoy carried yeah, that. Yeah, film. that's right. Yeah, and there's
1: a massive difference between Split and Glass as well. I mean, Split was very. Good. Good, f- I think it was a very well, good. Well, that's film. because
2: it was the original first one.
1: No, Unbreakable was first, but. <laughs> oh, there was another one, was it? Yeah, it oh. was a trilogy. <laughs> but Split and Glass was so far, far apart. And the same with Sixth Sense and Old. Um, Sixth Sense, you've got, yes, they've both got really big twists in them, but Sixth Sense, I think he must have had a scriptwriter helping him. Um, the dialogue was really good and the action was really good. Old, I just kept on thinking, I can't believe you just said that, or oh my god.
2: (laughs) Okay, well, never mind. I think people have been forewarned on what to expect, and um, yeah, but um, I I, I, I quite enjoyed it. Enjoy
1: it for the comedy it is.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, thank you. That was Carolyn Brown with her views on old, and I'm Hans Petrovic on movie talk on planes fm ninety six point
3: nine. Some people collect coins,
0: stamps. we collect enemies of the Reich. Children. children, Jewish children. Benjamin gets them across the mountains into Spain. They're safe there.
2: Let's just keep this a secret though. Waiting for Anya is a World War II drama inspired by French villagers who rescued Jewish children from the Nazis and smuggled them over the Pyrenees Mountains into Spain. Ian Cumming has been off to the Academy cinemas to see the sincere but complex historical drama. Ian, there's so much going on in this film, I wondered how you coped with Waiting for Anya.
0: With some difficulty, I have to say. The film, I believe, well, the heart is in the right place, but... And it's a big but. It fails to deliver on many counts. First, perhaps, um, let's talk about what was good. <laughs> what was, yes, okay. Um, and the first thing is the, the scene at the... Um, the trains when the uh, in the early part, at the beginning of the film, yeah. where the Jews are being loaded onto uh, wagons and this sort and of taking off to camps, concentration. Yeah, and I thought that built up Nazis, quite nicely. Yeah. Though I thought everyone was rather nicely dressed, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> straight from the wardrobes. Uh, and uh, another sequence that I thought really, really worked
2: actually was the bear attack. Oh yes,
0: and yes, it was yes, well yes. shot. And yeah, the, in the, in the, yeah,
2: exactly right. In the mountains down south in France. Yeah, south. and yeah.
0: the other thing is, there's some lovely aerial. Shots of the Pyrenees you know, mm. near the village mm. where yeah. the action largely yeah. takes place. You know, so those are some of the good things. Did you have any good things about it? Well, well, I like the uh,
2: well. First of all, uh, the one thing uh, fellow who I think did uh, really well is there's this young actor uh, uh, called Joe, uh, played by Noah Schnapp, and um, he, he's he's living down there as a shepherd on a farm. His father's left to go off and fight for the French against the Nazis who are moving into this is set in 1942 and uh, this uh, the whole film sort of um, revolves around what this boy sees this young boy uh, and what he then gets to experience with the Nazis move in at the beginning of the film they're not down in the southern area Mm of France yet where this village is, you know. And and this boy handles this um extremely well, I thought. You know, he had, and and actually this is a whole point. They seem to have made this film about World War II and the um, anti-Semitic uh, things that the Nazis were doing, all that te- you know, those, those terrible things, um, it, they, they be- they're starting to believe now, well, this is 80 years ago, uh, that uh, the modern generation doesn't know the history, uh, the ter- t- dreadful history of this war of that
0: time. Well, that's why they and, had these graphics going up in the film, didn't they? And as if we didn't know that
2: six well, million you, you, people were killed in the Holocaust yeah, yeah. just to well, run you, it. In. You know, but not uh, the last two generations yeah, yeah. since you. Well, came he, he was—he's was good actor, um, um, uh, you know. And so, and so, this film is intended for young kids, uh, for children as much as anybody else to identify with what's going on in the world.
0: Well, it's been too sanitized for me. Um, well, no, I'll come back to Noah anyway. Yeah, he, he was good in it, and um, he's been in a couple of major films called *The uh, Bridge of Spies*, and one. Called Who Are You Charlie Brown and a series called Stranger Things. This and is this young actor, hasn't he? Yeah, oh, apparently. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, what I. Um, well, let's talk about the acting anyway. Um, Jean Reno, well, I thought he was rather a caricature of, of a villager, frankly. The, uh, and. Um, <laughs> He did, yeah, I didn't believe him really. And Angela, Angelica Houston, goodness gracious, barking out our lines in an affected accent. Oh,
2: yeah, she's the widow. She's that's the widow. Helping yeah. to smuggle the kids. Yes, yeah, and of. actually,
0: that's one of the failings of the film, I think, deciding to speak an accented uh, English. And <laughs> well, it would have be
2: been much yeah. better if they spoke. Yeah, well, well this I think was, was the odd th- not the odd thing, I mean it worked okay basically but uh, I wasn't sure before, now this is set in the south of France, most of the actors by their names were obviously the German or French, so I wondered what languages film was going to be in, oh. but about 95% of it is in English, and a lot of these people aren't even speaking their own home no. tongue. In
0: well I would have been more happy if it had been in French, we yeah. didn't have to listen yeah. to the, the phony accents if you like.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, what else didn't I like about it? Um, and this is in no particular order. The music, the orchestra was Oh, they laid that just, on heavy, didn't that they? It was oh. heavy. It was so heavy, so loud and so unsubtle at times. Um, I thought it was just awful. The costumes, the, the villagers particularly, they all looked as if their clothes had come straight out of the dry cleaners. There were no dirt. Well,
2: now, you've got to think, this: these people had lived down there on their own yeah. for quite a yeah. while. They hadn't been affected by the Nazis yet, all this sort of a thing, in the village. Yeah. So and is that why they're closed all I guess it was quite a nice place, yeah. well, I mean, they're not all farmers if I know, but the clothes but... they
0: came straight out of wardrobe. And, and, and <laughs> young, young Joe played Noah, Noah Schaps or whatever it is. Um, you know, um, he, again, he, he never really looked dirty, did he? Like if you No, he was
2: a good-looking young
0: kid. I, I know, that. but he need some dirt on his face. The, light, the lighting was don't... awful. The lighting
2: was awful and unsubtle. When you have a candle... I am going to defend this film because I can also see very much what this film intended to do to show, you know, to say something about World War II, and I think it succeeds in doing that.
0: Do you? Well, I have to disagree. But anyway, I like Thomas Kretschmann. Now, he played the kindly uh, German... Corporal, who's a oh, yes. friend's joke, and he's an—he was the actually I think he was the most believable person. In the, yeah. Well, the, his, his lieutenant was an OTT off off the top of a of a Nazi, you know. Yeah. Um, but in uh, so uh, Kretzman, um, hes actually played at least ten Nazis in films, good and bad, over the years, oh, so including that. Um, the Piano and Downfall. But he was also oh. came out to New Zealand for King Kong. With, with Peter, Peter, what's his name? So um, I'd, have, I'm, I'd just have to disagree with you. It didn't give me a great deal of satisfaction. There's some good stuff in it. But Michael Merpurgo, who wrote the book and from which the screenplay was made, he did a couple, of, the, a couple of films were made from his books, one called War Horse and one called Private Peaceful. And they were both much better films.
2: Yeah. Well, it seems this black Maffergo, um, the, the Michael Maffergo, per- per- yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, it seems the the uh, village in which he'd based his novel on this, on a true thing that had happened, mm. but he wrote a book novel about it, and they filmed it in the same village which was mentioned in the book. They, oh, to that's the an actual original. Oh. well, there <laughs> we go. So they there's, some th- there's some so, more authenticity. So there you are. Yes. <laughs> 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 okay. Well, that's about it. Well, that's got your opinion and my my opinion, and um, I think it's it's worthwhile a look, but it's better to to do a bit of homework beforehand to find out exactly which who exactly is which character because <laughs> it gets a bit confusing sometimes. <laughs> it does. Okay, thank you. <laughs> that was Ian Cumming helping me with waiting for Anya. I'd like to thank the sponsor of the show, the Harcourt's Grenadier Accommodation Centre, which is now located at 98 Morehouse Avenue. If you're looking for a place to live, check out the Harcourt's Accommodation Centre website, www.assetmanagers.co.nz. That address again, www.assetmanagersoneword.co.nz.
3: Oh no
2: no no, no. no. là. <laughs> Antoinette in the Savon is a surprisingly pleasant film about a young woman who travels through the beautiful French area of Savon with a rather difficult donkey. Mary Gibson's been off to the Academy cinemas to see this delightful drama about a woman's personal relationships with a man and a donkey. Mary, what did you think of the performance by Laura Calamy in the title role in Antoinette in Save on
3: Ah, well, um, I thought she was really quite charming in the role. Mm. Um, and, and if you take the premise of the movie, which is basically, I think it's had a previous title, which is My Lover, My Donkey and I, you know, and, <laughs> and that pretty much sums it up, really. It sums up the movie. And so the, the premise of the story is that Antoinette is a schoolteacher and um, she's very, lighty and light-hearted and fun and she has a lover who happens to be the father of one of her students mm. and um, they're supposed yeah. to be going on a holiday together and then he stands her up cancels because he's going on with his family trekking in the savan. so she thinks, hmm, what a mo- what's a girl to do when she's jilted? But to buy a ticket and go trekking in the savan herself with a donkey, which is what Robert Louis Stevenson did when he did it in yeah. 1878 or something. Yeah, and he actually wrote a book about it called yeah. Travels with a Donkey in yeah. Savon. <laughs> yeah, and so it's a bit like the Camino de Santiago, you know, and the movies that we've reviewed called The Way where someone is doing this journey for a reason other than doing the trek you know so she, she her, her mission is to obviously see what the you know the lover is up to and his family and so on get as close as she can there, yeah yeah, she yeah, can it, yeah totally and so you know that's kind of the premise of it and there's some really um, quite charming and delightful moments in it but mainly re- with the to do with <clears> the donkey well the donkey ah. but also with her and, and And I think it's around her you know, really discovering who she is. Yeah. And, and yeah. at the end of it, she's, you know, forget the lover, forget that. I'm, yeah. I'm OK on my own. Yeah. But there's a well, bit of fun on the way yeah. through. Um, yeah. I mean,
2: psychologically, this is the whole point. She she has difficulty getting this donkey to even walk with her, mm. to, to follow mm. go along mm. with mm. her. She's taking mm. it along to basically to carry her luggage. Mm. And, um, and then she finds out the best way to get the donkey to go with her is to talk to it. Yeah. And it, while she's talking to the donkey, He'll come along and follow. But then as from the psychological point of view, the film is used or the film uses the donkey for her to talk to and explain all her personal mm, feelings. Mm. You get an insight into mm, her, how mm. she feels about this man mm. and what she's doing and whether she's doing the right thing or not. All of this comes out while talking to the donkey. So psychologically, you know, it's… It's well put together. Yes. Yeah, so sense. the
3: donkey is the psychoanalyst you know she's not quite on the couch she's walking you know and the donkey's walking with her so you know and then Patrick is known as being a difficult donkey everyone along the journey you know much along the pensions they stay in which is similar to the Camino de Santiago so it's you know they all know that he is a difficult donkey and they yeah. all know the story about Robert Louis Stevenson and his donkey modestine yeah. and, and what happens and and all that sort of thing. Yeah. I would describe it as a bit of light-hearted fun, um, and you know a. a um, there's very little that you need to think about in this story. It just unfolds as it yeah. goes along. Yeah. Just really pleasant and charming, uh, beautiful countryside. Yeah. And, and she's very, she's, she's really quite, her innocence and naivety is really quite fun. Um, and then, you know, when she meets up with the biker guys and, you know, and, and just that kind of thing. It's It's just all, it's just all good fun. Yeah, it's quite
2: interesting. The director of this film, Caroline uh, Vignal, uh, she it seems she's made a few films in the past, but this is her first film in 20 years. And it seems she... I've got a quote here from her where she says, "'It all started with my desire to film in Savon where I spent a week walking with my family in mm, 2000, mm. Uh, 2019. Mm. I developed a huge love for the landscapes for this wild region, very sparsely populated. Uh, then I uh, And then I read Robert Louis Stevenson's travel story, which has inspired many hikers. Mm. Because what you see in the film, it's the local um, people who live there. They are the ones who come out with books, uh, uh, the copies of the... Robert Louis Stevenson book and read that. So I imagine the people in that area know more about that book than anybody else in the world. (laughs) exactly, exactly.
3: And you know, another subtitled movie that you actually, it doesn't bother you, again, you know, where you're watching a subtitled movie. So... Hmm you know yeah. it's it 's um, it's easy to watch
2: yeah i mean what i, I also find um, interesting still also is that um, we 're getting so many um, women, films with women in the lead role you know and like like her in this film she's she and her donkey are alone on screen i 'd say for got 80% of the time mm-hmm. you know it, it, it's all of this and then we've well, then we've also had the Black Widow which is uh, the women hold all the parts yeah, so there's lots yeah. of these sort of films coming up okay well um, I, I enjoyed it very much also yeah, okay. yeah good fun good. thank mm. you Mary Gibson with her views on Antoinette in the Savon and I'm Hans Petrovic inviting you to listen to Movie Talk again on Plains FM 96.9 at midday next Wednesday. <laughs>